Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to our December Microsoft Teams news update. As always, I'm joined by Tom Abuthnot, UC Solutions Architect and MVP, and together we're going to be talking through the most popular Teams headlines. Welcome, Tom. How's it going? Yeah, really good, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's still busy, even though we're into December. It's, uh, it feels like it's going to be busy right up to the line this year. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that's great for our industry. Great for the team space. You know, lots happening still. And uh, we've got some good you know, updates today to share with everyone. So, I mean, not wasting any time. Let's jump straight in. Um, first of all, uh, there was a little magic quadrant came out in the last few, you know, couple of weeks. Uh, the UCAS magic quadrant was revealed. Tell us more. Yeah, What's your yeah, opinion right. on that? Right to the end of the year, so uh, a good a good end to the year for Microsoft from the analyst point of view. So they were furthermost up to the the top right. Um, I think that this this quadrant hasn't changed drastically in the last couple of years. It's it's, it's the usual players in the, in the kind of leader visionary quadrant. So you've got Microsoft at the the top of most, then you've got Ring Central, Zoom, Cisco, and eight by eight, and everybody else kind of in in the other quadrants. So uh, not not huge, hugely surprising. Everybody, you know, really cares about if they're a millimetre left or a millimetre right of each other. Um, but you can see who the clear players are in the space. And, and, and then, you know, you've got the, the, the kind of also rands. Uh, what's, I think, interesting is if you look at this magic quadrant versus kind of, you know, multiple years ago, you go back five years, it's a completely different you know set of names even on the on the list so the world has not changed a lot in the last 12 months but changed a hell of a lot over the last five years it has indeed i mean certainly since um uc today was born uh quite a few years ago now but i mean it's probably six years ago we, we've been you know we keep a bdi on on the magic quadrants as they come through and the ucas one is you know there used to be a uc you know magic yeah. quadrant and you know, that got canned um, a couple of years ago, at least ago. Um, but it's interesting, you know, Zoom came completely out of left field in the, in the UCAS Magic Quadrant, and now they are top right and chasing the tail of Microsoft. So, you know. Yeah, you have to you have to respect what they've done in the timeline. It's pretty, pretty impressive. They just hit that, that COVID bump and really delivered a, a good experience for people. I think what's interesting now is you talk about the UC Quadrant going, this is UCAS, but actually is the game UC and C now? Is it collaboration platforms? And is that is that a different magic quadrant or is that the same space i think that's the debate well you know if if gardner gardner may decide but um certainly uh we we, we consider uc and c as, as as much as uc is nowadays and so yeah. it'd be interesting though um you know who microsoft competitors will be in 2023 um you know they're motoring at a rate of not something I they were top right for ability to execute and the furthest on the on the completeness of vision kind of axis so you know, it, it's been an amazing journey for Microsoft as well in the UCAS, and they thoroughly deserve that place. So, but it will be interesting to see who their competitors will be going forward. Will we have or see any new vendors enter the top right-hand corner? Yeah, I think I think Zoom have proved it's not impossible, right? People can if they deliver that that great experience, so they get the traction. But there's no doubt it's it's getting harder, and obviously Microsoft being so tightly integrated to that office stack gives them this this natural benefit of both kind of mind share but also capability um so you have to really deliver something special to an office 365 customer to make them think oh yeah i'll go that other than teams and i think yeah. that that microsoft have, have absolutely delivered a great great product and great experience but they, there's no doubt that gives them leverage yeah and it'd be interesting to see whether you know salesforce and slack you know that that collaboration 
you know, hits the, the top right-hand corner at some point, or maybe even Amazon. You know, we might see Amazon or Google makes a comeback for. Yeah, Google, Google seems Wars. to be seems to be uh, kind of uh, sharpening their their uh, axe a little bit recently with the, in the telco space. So, I, I think that Google's a wasted opportunity, particularly in SMB mid market. Like everybody starts on Google, and Microsoft are desperate to be the choice for startups with Office three six five, and they have a great proposition, but it's just quite a big proposition. Whereas everybody gets Google, so if Google could work out their their uc and, and voice story um certainly at the lower end i think they could do do some damage um but we see them stop start all the time so so who knows and and slack with the recent leadership changes again i've got a lot of respect for salesforce and what they've done in in theory that's a that's a beast of a machine that could do some damage uh, so we'll see it is and yeah 2023 will be an interesting year um, but certainly, you know, join the conversation, tell us what you think, you know, do uh, messages on, uh, on social. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on that. But anyway, moving on, uh, and, and probably a nice segue from what we, where we've just been to kind of where we're going is Microsoft's continued expansion. And uh, certainly in the calling plan space, uh, we've got a new country added to the list. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So Microsoft have just added Mexico for calling plans, so domestic, international, and pay-as-you-go. So that brings them up to 33 countries they directly offer, and then they have partnerships for Australia and Japan. Uh, and Microsoft don't, uh, because of tax reasons, apparently, they don't give any kind of um, forewarning about these countries, so it's kind of a surprise to everybody when they drop. Uh, but I was at a Cavell event recently, um, and they talked about Microsoft were on stage, uh, and they talked about um, proportionately the number of customers using calling plans is is getting less compared to direct routing operator connects. So I think they said eighty seven percent of customers are on a, a third party carrier versus first party. So while Microsoft expand their country coverage, they have those, those set of customers that just want to buy direct. Um, it, it's not like they're making a big push to win in telco over their partners they're quite happy to let partners have that piece of the puzzle but cool to see them continue to expand their offer yeah absolutely well as we all know you know i suppose the more calling plans or countries added to that calling plan list the bigger microsoft's going to get and the more operator connect partners and direct routing partners that they've got uh, the bigger they're ultimately they're going to get as well um, so that's a nice uh, move. Again, another segue. Yeah, perfect segue. <laughs> and another, uh, yeah, we're ending the year now on 43 Microsoft Teams Operator Connect service providers. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, the Telsmart, uh, Telesmart were the latest to be added for Australia and New Zealand. Uh, so I think it's it's probably safe to call now. We're uh, yeah, we're uh, early December. It's forty three for the year. So that program has been going just over a year, a year and a couple of months. Uh, started off with twelve. Obviously, Pure IP, where I'm a solutions director, um, was one of the first ones on there. Um, but we've seen that program just keep getting bigger with the Operator Connect Accelerator program. And, and apparently the backlog is over 200 carriers now. So like wow. everybody wants to be on that program. Plus we've got Teams Phone Mobile, which is a variant of Operator Connect. So I keep a really close eye on this. I always post them on, on LinkedIn as they go up. Um, but I, I'm curious to see if that number potentially doubles next year. Certainly there's the potential for it to get a lot, lot bigger. Wow. So Merry Christmas, Microsoft. That's, uh, that's going to be some office party by likes of things. Uh, it's certainly in the Microsoft Teams space or, or, uh, or division. Um, fantastic. I mean, is there a ceiling to their international expansion? I mean, it doesn't feel like at 43 partners in the backlog of maybe a couple of hundred, 
I mean, it's, uh, all, it's all to play for, isn't it, going forward? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Microsoft, it's interesting with Microsoft partner programs, in some spaces, they don't want to overwhelm customers with options. So like devices, they they only want to bring on people that add unique scenarios, although even devices were up to uh, 10 OEMs, I think 11 with Cisco and D10 coming on. But in Carrier, I don't think there's any downside to Microsoft having as many people on the program as they want to be, because each one of those carriers probably drags some Teams customers along with them. And for the carriers, it's a bit of a, you need to be in this game. Like the market projections for Teams, I mean, 12 million is the official phone seat number. The the analyst predictions are somewhere, it should be somewhere around 15 million now, give or take. And the, the trajectory is, is, is only up. So if you're not on the Operator Connect program, you're at a disadvantage compared to your peers. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, Microsoft, you know, just growing arms and legs everywhere with these programs. So fantastic. Sure. Well, moving on to something a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun. Uh, Microsoft Teams Games for Work app to boost productivity and inclusion. What type of games are we talking about here, Tom? Yeah, yeah. We have to talk about productivity when we talk about games. This is interesting. So Microsoft have added uh, an app that brings games into teams. So it's things like card games and puzzles. And the idea here is to uh, bring people together in a kind of socially type way around teams. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, I, I, I kind of waiting to see what the attitude is in enterprise here, if this gets approved or not. Enterprises are super uh, kind of cautious about things like this, because if they put them in play, uh, in play, if they put them in, 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 as available, then is it, they're blessing people to spend time playing games and is that okay and how much and what if so it sparks a whole load of fun fun questions uh, but general philosophy here is if if people have games they can connect over in teams they're more likely to connect and, and communicate and that kind of whole culture and productivity thing yeah interesting isn't it i mean you know we can all play games on a computer generally speaking if we if where there's a will there's a way right we can open up you know a browser yeah, and do exactly that, but... exactly Doing it baked into the experience of teams, you know, is that, you know, uh, yeah, is that a goer for an enterprise or, or not? Yeah, interesting how that would play out. In, in terms of can you turn it off? I, mean, I presume you've got admins have control over this. Yeah, absolutely. Admins can turn it on or off as, as appropriate. It even says in the blog post, like, like it's funny, Microsoft kind of throw a gauntlet down. They're like, if it's not available for you, uh, contact your team's admin support. <laughs> so I think yeah. Microsoft are quite keen for it to be on, but uh, I, I imagine most big enterprises won't be rushing to be honest well maybe uh, the day before we break up for christmas that'll be a nice uh, something to play with um but yeah certainly we'll put a link in the description to that and check that out that sounds like fun and i like fun uh <laughs> last last but not least we said we talk about um communities uh tom tell us more what's happening in the community space yeah, this is a new uh, a new consumer play for Microsoft for Teams. So obviously we know uh, Microsoft are really kind of uh, keen to be in the consumer space, and I'm not sure why. And this is not just Teams; it's like it's the whole of Microsoft. Yeah, obviously they've got Xbox, which is a huge, huge consumer play and a massive platform and a win. Um, but they're always trying for consumer around the, the rest of their stack. And Teams is one of the things they want to be a consumer play. So this latest launch uh, around. Teams 
Teams free is if you're using a, a Microsoft account, like an Outlook account or a Hotmail account, if you go back that far, you can sign in and create what's called a community, which is a bit like a team in, in enterprise teams. But what they're trying to push for here is finding a use case where, say, it's a, a sports club or school kind of after school classes or some kind of social community group, hence the term communities. And, and their, their thinking here is Teams is a better solution for that scenario because you can have files and forms and photos and scheduling and meetings all in the same place. So rather than having, you know, stitching together a WhatsApp and a Dropbox link and Zoom for calls and, and something else for notes. You could bring all that stuff together in a single controlled community experience. Nice. So I see that. And, and you know, and again, bridging, um, it's not all B2B out there, is it? You know, there's a lot of B2C and clubs. No, and no. You look, at, you look at the WhatsApp user numbers or the Instagram user numbers or a Snapchat or something like that, and uh, they're pretty eye-watering, those, compared to the numbers we talk about in enterprise, you see. So I can see why Microsoft are after that kind of space. I think it's a tough tough nut to crack you know that people are super embedded with things like whatsapp and, and discord and facebook groups um and, and microsoft still have that friction of it's a, a work app and you switch you know kind of switch profile to go to your consumer profile and then it's a consumer app my thinking would strongly be they should do a version of the app that is consumer focused so you can have them as two different apps and have two different controls um but they're pushing down this route of having the the msa account they call it so the, the outlook account and you switch uh we'll see if they get get any traction i think it's, it's going to be a tough one there's there's undoubtedly value in there but we see even like with whatsapp and all the hurrah around facebook and privacy most people stay on WhatsApp because they don't understand what the point of switching to a Signal or a Telegram is, for example. So uh, getting consumers to switch is tough, but groups is quite an interesting target because if you can get group leadership, you get that pull through, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and platforms like WhatsApp could do with a bit of a, you know, an upgrade when it comes to commun building communities and adding a few more features in there, I feel. It, it, it certainly does what it says on the tin, but it, it, it doesn't feel like uh, a fantastic community kind of platform no no definitely it is yeah you're always linking out to other things to do you know a form or a, a document or whatever it may be uh whatsapp is slowly getting its kind of uh, meeting story together so they had meeting links recently um yep. but i think some of the some of the beauty of whatsapp is simplicity right so i think they've been very very disciplined to not sure. go crazy um so yeah we'll see but i'll, I'll be keeping a close eye on this uh, I'm be, i've been checking it out in in beta i think there's there's value here um i think it's just gonna have to be a, a sustained thing from microsoft to get these these communities to understand the value absolutely yeah and let's see some of those use cases come through and let's uh yeah let's keep, let's keep an eye on that one fantastic and just uh jumping back to meeting rooms uh there, there's one more update i'd like to just cover off um around meeting uh sorry microsoft teams panels which enables room occupancy sensors now that sounds pretty handy tell tell me more yeah, this is this is a, a big thing again in enterprise. So um, typically enterprises will have these IR sensors in rooms to know if they're being used, if they're occupied, if they're available, but it will be a completely different system run by facilities. And what this is, is taking those uh, occupancy sensors and tying them into Teams panels. So the room will know if somebody's in the room by movement and it will set the panel to red if the you know, panel being a a screen and a, and a light outside the room essentially 
that says red for uh, busy and green for available. And also it will be clever enough to understand if there's a meeting booked in the room and there's movement in the room, that room is being used for room is booked. But maybe if there's no movement in the room after X amount of time, then that room is actually available. So someone's booked it and not used it. So all about understanding facilities use room optimization, that kind of thing. And uh, at the moment, Yealink are the first to, to market with a sensor. There'll be some others to follow, but uh, just nice to see Microsoft extending that, that panels and, and room optimization story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is a huge challenge, isn't it? A huge problem in, in enterprises is booking rooms and underutilized rooms when they are when they're booked but not occupied. So I imagine that's a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, well, fant offers fantastic return on investment yeah. for any companies that can put that in. Yeah, really good value add. And you're right, it is a really hot topic. And even more so now as real estate is being used net less with people working from home, trying to even understand if a, if a room is being used fully or if it needs to be, you know, we need more smaller rooms or less bigger rooms or whatever the combination is. So that reporting and, and stories is really popular in enterprise at the moment so uh, yeah. yeah we'll see see how this goes there's another kind of interesting angle here we were talking on twitter about this is obviously all the rooms have cameras so potentially you could do something similar with cameras uh, but there's a natural nervousness around enterprises of having cameras always on so i don't i don't see many enterprises doing that but it was an interesting debate on twitter Some, somebody said that well look we've already got the tech to see if the room's busy or not by the cameras why don't we do that but uh, yeah these occupancy sensors are definitely what people are used to yeah, good point. And uh, we'll put a link into that uh, that feed on Twitter in the description. So yeah, do jump in there and have and, and join the conversation. So yeah, great to hear. Uh, another good solution come through from Microsoft and its partners. But uh, yeah, it's um, that could play out one way or the other, I suppose, long term. Yeah, we'll see. Good stuff. Right. Well, let's just talk events because it's the end of the year. It's time to kind of you know plot some events for for twenty twenty three. There's some fantastic events in the Microsoft Teams space, as we know. Uh, Tom, we've got a few coming up uh, in Q1. What's the first one on on your list? Yeah, so we've got a few. We've got we we looked at Q1 and uh, UC Summit. Obviously, is the the the, the first thing off the calendar. So, um, uh, what's the what's the dates for that, Rob? Uh, towards the end of January, uh, I think it's thirty first of January. So just right at the end, uh, over a few days, is ISE, uh, which is in Barcelona, as we know. Uh, so if you're looking for a bit of sunshine. Uh, there will be uh, a nice uh, opportunity to uh, visit yeah, Spain. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there this year. That's going to be uh, like the, the, that world and my team's world have massively merged now. So all the team's players, yeah. device players will be at ISC. That should be quite an interesting show. Yeah, absolutely. And ISC just seems to be getting bigger and bigger in the UC space, obviously, because of the AV world coming to, you know, converging with the UC space or vice versa. Definitely. So, it's, it's a show a few years ago I wouldn't have considered being at, but it's absolutely one on the calendar now. Yeah. And then just after that, we've got um, towards the end of February, we've got uh, MWC, so Mobile World Congress, again in Barcelona. Uh, so another one to, uh, to sink your teeth into. Um, but as we were talking earlier, lots of immersive technology coming through in that space as well. So as Microsoft uh, does more and more with HoloLens and Mesh and you know, bringing all that together could be, could get quite interesting, certainly that. Yeah, mobiles are definitely on, on some timeline, they're going to be everybody's primary device. I mean, Microsoft are quite bullish on things like um, shared devices and hot desking at the moment, and they can definitely see a future where you're you're running around with your mobile, but then you're you're using a hot desk device for your, your main unit while you're in the office. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting as we go forward. But we've got predictions coming up uh, in a few weeks that we'll be sharing with everyone as well. So look out for that. And we, you know, certainly we're going to hear the word metaverse and you know, virtual reality and mixed reality and that kind of thing in, in some of those predictions, I'm pretty sure. Definitely. Um, jumping back to events, what, what's next on the, uh, we've got Cloudcom Summit in London. That's early March. I and mean, we're getting a bit far out now, but certainly, you know, that's a fantastic event for uh, service providers and uh, yeah, anyone interested always in like that event. It, it brings together a lot of interesting debate on the whole uh, service provider and operator front. So that, that'll definitely be a good one. And then last yeah, one's uh, Enterprise Connect off, off at the end of March as well. So that's uh, it's quite a lot in Q1. Yeah, absolutely. Some good events in Q1. So do get your you know diaries out. We'll put some links in the descriptions to those and uh, start to plan those because ultimately they do sell out as well. So uh, yeah, looking forward to those events coming up. So that's it from us. Uh, if you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a Microsoft Teams fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can always connect with myself or Tom or the wider Teams community on LinkedIn and Twitter. And our social links are in the description. Thanks to everyone for joining in. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll be back in January 2023. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching. <laughs>